I'd like to welcome everyone back to the Duck Pond Wall, little show here on WEHC where we catch up with some graduate who's doing something fascinating. And you know what? Our guest today is doing something fascinating. David Grayville, Emory Henry Class of 95. How are you doing? I'm doing well today, Monica. Thanks for having me. Listen, I'm thrilled. Okay, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. I'm going to be very honest with you right now. One of your friends told me you had written a book, and I thought it was about religion in the White House, and I was a little mediocre about having this conversation. But <laughs> then, then I realized it's about West Wing, the television show, which I adored, and so now I'm excited. Great, great. Well, wonderful. It's, I always love meeting fellow West Wing nuts, as I call them. So. <laughs> do, do, do other people call them that or just you? Yeah, well, I know there are other people on the West Wing fans that, uh, yeah. Wing nuts. Wing nuts. Well, all right. So this book, this, I got to tell you, what in the world? How did you come to say, I'm going to write a book about religion and on this television show, West Wing? How did you come to do this? Yeah, well, it's been a long time coming. The seed was planted really my last year of seminary down at Emory University uh, when the show came out and I started watching it. And the very first episode deals with really the relationship of church and state. There's some church religious leaders that are having a controversy with some of the government leaders. And um, I thought, well, this is a very interesting way to start off this show. Um, it also, Monica, I will not lie, reminded me a little bit of the name of our dear alma mater, Emory and Henry Church. Oh, and church and state, yeah. of course. Uh, um, so, yeah, so I, th I was curious from that point how they would portray religion in the series, if they would show caricatures or if they would really develop uh, some mature, thoughtful reflections on it. And it I, to my uh, great pleasure, it was mostly the latter. There are a couple of caricatures, but mostly they did a great job depicting religious faith and practices really from the rest all through the series. So as I watched it, I kind of was like, wouldn't it be kind of cool? someday to put together all the different some descriptions and sort of come up with a you know there was a bible study something about andy griffith show uh, i remember that andy griffith. yeah or or the gospel according to peanuts the cartoon uh, strip there was a book that came out years ago so that was kind of my my idea my model but uh i really put it on the back burner as i was you know raising kids and trying to be a pastor um but then you know, I just kind of couldn't put it away forever. So it, it, uh, I got the box set of West Wing about, uh, well, it was 2011 and started watching it through again and it, taking notes and then kind of ended up writing some observations. And those observations kind of became essays, which became ultimately this book. So that is fantastic. Well, and you know, it dawns on me that I know you so well, but I forgot to start with the obvious. You are, in fact, a United Methodist pastor, and I kind of forgot to mention that. That's right. Yeah, yeah. So that's my day job, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and um, you went to Candler, and you're now serving at Signal Mountain, you say? Right. I'm Signal Crest United Methodist Church oh, on Signal okay. Mountain, right outside of and above Chattanooga. So Nice. Um, okay, so we got that out of the way. Now, back to the book. When you first started watching this in, you said you were in seminary when you first started watching this, were you kind of surprised that the very first episode dealt with something like church and state? I really was. So I'd seen the previews in my last year of seminary. I kind of finally had time to watch television. I wasn't so deep into books and stuff. So I saw the preview and it had Martin Sheen and Rob Lowe and some other folks. And I thought that looks 
it's interesting. I watched the first one thinking it would be mostly, you know, political drama. So I was, I was surprised that they really dealt with it. And and really in the first few, few seasons, um, it came up fairly regularly as a, as a theme or as a topic. Um, So it just hooked me from the beginning and then it kind of kept my interest all the way through. Yeah. Well, and I was thinking today, you know, I can remember you were talking about how um, the president, uh, Martin Sheen's character, very quickly in the first episode, you know, spouts off. Did you say it was a verse from Jeremiah? No, it's uh, one of the Ten Commandments. Uh, the oh, first one of the commandments. Uh, yeah, thou shall have no other gods before me, and says, boy, those were the days, huh? <laughs> well, but you know, what I was thinking was Martin Sheen managed to make everything seem a little brainy. You know, and, you know, in, including religion, he didn't, you know, it's right. like he managed to put so much intellect to pair the, his religious interest with so much intellect. And, right. and do you think that sort of was sort of new for people to see or or not? This was, you know, that's a great question. I think it probably was something new for a lot of folks to see. I know Martin Sheen in some interviews said uh, he wanted the president to come from a particular faith perspective and he himself is Catholic. And so he suggested that. And so they went and run with it. But um, there was a there was a moment in one of the episodes where he says that he had confessed he had, he wanted to become a priest and went to Notre Dame. The character did uh, thinking he was become going to become a priest. And then he met the woman who became his wife. So I think that also adds a little bit of depth to his backstory, if you will, mm-hmm. was considering at one point the priesthood. So Yeah. How much do you think it's influenced? Wasn't Aaron Sorkin the main writer? He was. He was the uh, creator of the show and and was the main writer for the first four of the seven seasons. So yeah, and he's Jewish, I guess. I think he, I'm right. Sure. I understand that he he grew up uh, Jewish, and um, uh, I, I think by his own admit, admission, I'm not sure how observant he was, but he certainly had a, a number of observant. Uh, Jewish uh, characters in the show uh, like Toby like Toby yep and um, and just wrote I think very knowledgeably I mean he's a brilliant writer and he really is everything it's just such a well-written show all the way through I kind of want Alan Sorkin to follow my life around and just write about it because it would be so much more interesting than it actually is you should, if you find a way to get in touch with him, because I had like a ton <laughs> of questions I wanted to ask him and I could never find a way to get in touch with him. So oh, man. pitch that to him. Talk, tell him about a small liberal arts college. And all I hope animals. you're going to mail him a copy of the book. If I can find a way to get in touch with him, <laughs> Aaron, oh. Sorkin, if you're out there listening somewhere, <laughs> let me know. Give me some of your address. I'm pretty sure he listens to my show. So this ought to get you right <laughs> in the door. That's so right. let's talk about the book a little bit. What you say, it's a book of essays, basically. Yeah, mostly reflections on either particular episodes or themes that kind of run across episodes. Yeah. So the first chapter is really about the pilot episode, the very first one. Um, There are a couple episodes. uh, One chapter is about probably my favorite episode, which is Two Cathedrals. It's the one where uh, President Bartlett's in the National Cathedral and he's uh, upset with God and curses God in Latin and um, and so it's a very profound uh, episode. Um, but then some of them, like I trace forgiveness across um, several of the episodes. So I kind of was deciding, how am I going to do this? Is it by episode or by theme? And so I just finally was like, I'll just do whatever seems to fit the subject. So 
So, so you did a little mix of both then. A a mix of both. Tell us what a couple of your, well, you you mentioned that as being one of your favorite episodes. What are a couple more of your favorite episodes that you really enjoyed writing about? Yeah. So um, every Christmas I watch the Christmas episode from the first season, which is called In Excelsis Deo. Um, which again is Latin for, uh, you know, in the highest, uh, God, God in the highest. Um, and it's where Toby, uh, the, the communications director, um, had, had given an overcoat of his to Goodwill, which ends up being worn by a, a Korean war vet, who homeless uh, veteran who dies out on the Washington Mall. And so it's, it's basically how does Toby respond to that? Um, and he arranges for the, a burial for this man. And it's just a very moving story that I took to be about the, the incarnation. God, God essentially in Christ became homeless for us, born in a, you know, in a manger. And, and so I, I saw a lot of connections there that are very subtle. It's not really explicit in the episode, mm-hmm. but I think it really resonates with, with that theme. So that's one of, a, that's a favorite one. Um, another one is a Thanksgiving episode called Shibboleth. Um, and I think that's from the second season. And it's uh, it's a great Shibboleth is a, a word from the Bible. It's only in the Bible. I think that one time it's in deep in the Old Testament. And um, again, President Bartlett, he loves to be erudite, which <laughs> he's saying that word is erudite. Um, he loves to sort of show off how much he knows. So um he uses this word, and it's basically a test to see if these folks who are seeking religious refuge are genuinely seeking it. Or so a shibboleth is kind of a test word, a password. So, but it's another. It's a great Thanksgiving episode. Um, so those are a couple that really rise to the top. Yeah. Of my mind. Well, and and you may not have a strict answer for how many, but how much of your influences from the show were direct religious? religious religiously themed episodes and how much were more like the episode with Toby um like you know things where you're just because it seems my recollection about the show one of the things I liked about it was that I felt like it explored morality more than most shows I mean there was you really got to see them struggle with what's the right thing to do and it may not they may not have always put it in a religious context but they really struggled with trying to do the right thing by people and Exactly. I really hadn't seen that before. Yeah. Yeah. A great example of that is um, the episode, Take This Sabbath Day, which again is from the first season. And it's when President Bartlett's having to decide, is he going to commute a death sentence for a federal prisoner? And so it's a moral question, capital punishment. Um, he brings in his childhood priest. Um, he also gets input from a rabbi, from a Quaker, from his staff, Um about what to do. And it really shows him wrestling with this decision. You know, as a Catholic, he would want to do one thing, but as the president sworn to uphold the law, he feels compelled to do this thing. And But he really wrestles with that. And so I kind of took that um, episode, that theme, and developed some thoughts about the cross, about the cross as capital punishment. And what does what does it mean that that Jesus was the victim of capital punishment? Hmm. Um, so I kind of would do, I would sort of take some of the themes that they would show and spring off into some different directions. So it wasn't always there explicitly going in those directions, but I would kind of take those and, and go, w- go with it. Yeah. 
did this is going to be sort of an English major question. So mm -hmm. did did you find that at times you were inspired by the sort of the any metaphors or like, you know, I know there were there have been shows along the way where you're like, hmm, this is kind of a, a sort of a a story that kind of reflects the story of of Christ and his sacrifice. And so there were there things that you were inspired by that, again, weren't even strictly morality or um, based or whatever, just things that you're like, you know, if you took this in a different context, it really is very reflective of different stories from the Bible. Gosh, uh, that's a great question. You know, it, it was um, probably, I would say there were different things sprinkled throughout the series um, that, that would, that would bring those to mind. Some some I think were they were really explicitly maybe trying to address from a religious or with a religious perspective. One example would be um, the Isaac and Ishmael episode. That was a special episode right after 9/11. Um, they it was the third season was just about to start, but they felt like they needed to delay the start of that to address what happened on 9/11. So they came up with kind of a fictional, uh, correlate to that. It wasn't exactly addressing that head on, but it was about um, an Islamic terrorist extremist act. act. Um, and but they and they really they called it Isaac and Ishmael, which were Abraham's two sons. And at the very end, kind of draws that together and trying to show a, a vision of hope, even three weeks after that had happened, of how can we come together from different traditions. Um, and, and so I guess I think maybe if there's a dominant theme that I think is is sort of conversation and engagement with with the other, with what's different. I think that's a model of the show for us in our day, whether it's political differences, religious differences, ethnic differences, um, just to just to be able to engage one another in conversation in a in a respectful, um, mature way. I think that's that the show did a really good job, I think, portraying that. I am so glad you mentioned that episode because that was one of my favorites. And to be honest, at a time when it was just, well, the world was just unsettled and unsettling. And having just been through all that, I found that episode to be really tremendous that they helped me, they helped me put in perspective what had just happened and kind of hang on to some hope going forward. Exactly. Yeah. It that criticized that um episode either either folks hate it or they, they kind of really love it. Um it's been panned as sort of a 45 minute long public service announcement. <laughs> but I, I really I really thought the way they did it by putting the questions that we were all asking on the lips of high school students who were there for presidential classroom, um, it really was a vehicle for us to to learn and to um, see a, maybe a different way of thinking about what was happening. I thought it was very helpful. I did too. And that's funny. I remember when people, you know, said bad things about it. I found myself being offended. I mean, it's not like I was a writer for the show, but I found myself feeling offended because I was in fact so touched by how they dealt with it. All right. So I'm wondering when you went through the show, were there other themes that you discovered going back through it that you thought, huh, well, my next book might be on something <laughs> right here. Yeah, I've got a friend who, um, when the, when he found out I was doing this, uh, had an idea that, that I have resonated. So I'll just let him write the book. But it's um, basically leadership lessons from the West Wing, uh, looking at not just President Bartlett, but some of the other 
uh, characters and some of the interactions that they have, you know, how can leadership best happen? Um, I would definitely read that book. Um, so, uh, yeah, but no, I think, uh, I mean, I point there, there's probably more to, to write about this subject of, uh, of faith in the West wing and maybe someone will pick up, uh, and, and talk about all the other episodes that I overlooked <laughs> or omitted, but, um, I feel like, you know, I feel like I've, I've done the West wing uh, pretty well as, as well yeah. as I could. I've gone back and thought, well, I could have added this or should have said that, but, um. That's just a good writer. You're always kind of critiquing your own stuff, don't you think? I think so. You'll be glad to know there's at least two puns in the book. Thank goodness. But, but I'm, yeah, I, I should have had more, but um, I, I won't tell anyone where they are. You, you got to go read the book and find yeah, them. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> don't, don't tell me. I'd rather stumble across them. I want to remind <laughs> everyone we're speaking today with Reverend David Graybill, Emory and Henry class of 1995 who is a United Methodist pastor who has just written a book called Faith in the West Wing. And for those of you who, like I, thought it was about the White House, no, no, it's about the television show West Wing, which um, which actually ran, I looked this up because I couldn't remember what years it was. It ran from 1999 to 2006. Right, yeah. So it's yeah. been off air for a while, but um, but it's been, it's enjoyed an active afterlife, I guess you could say. yeah. Uh, yeah, there's well, and, marathons like over the holidays most. Oh, recently. for real? Oh, that's yeah. funny. Yeah. Well, speaking of that, though, it has been off the air for a while. And it's, you know, I, I marvel at how much of society has changed in the last five years, much less since 2006. When you went back through it, did you find there were things that did not hold up as well as you had hoped or expected? That's a great question. Um, I think overall, I saw that it was still eerily relevant. A lot of the issues that they were facing within the own government or with foreign governments. But I do wonder um, how it would be different if we were filming it today in the realm of uh, like smartphones um, and social media, uh, because I think, um, you know, in the show, they're doing polling and they're doing all that. And I kind of am curious um, how, if that would have, how that would have made the show a little bit differently with, uh, cause they have, they still have pagers in the, Oh, that's uh, right. And they were that's just right. kind of getting into cell phones toward the end. So that's how the show starts is with Sam getting the pager that says POTUS is falling off his bike or whatever. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Some of your listeners may not even know what a pager is. I mean, I don't. <laughs> and it is funny how we're so sort of cognizant of that because we're so technology driven that you kind of look at those shows and go, huh, that phone has a cord. <laughs> right. Exactly. That's or or bizarre. when they're trying to communicate with each other, they're lost on one of these trips and you're like, well, if they just had a smartphone or cell phone, they could have just uh, told them where they were. And, but <laughs> I have a friend who says that no romantic comedy in the eighties could have been made if people had had <laughs> cell phones. Cause all right. of those misunderstandings would have just been cleared up with one phone call. Exactly. <laughs> As you talk about your book, just a little bit more, let's talk about how it's available because folks, folks are going to want it. So uh, it's on Amazon. You can also order it through the uh, publisher, which is, which is WIPF in stock. That's W I P F and stock S T O C K.com. But uh, you can get it in um, paperback. You can actually get it as a hard copy, which I ordered like, well, I want a hard copy for myself. So I'll well, get a hard yeah. It's your book. Um, but you can also get it uh, in on Kindle. You can get it on the Apple Books as a ebook. It should be and um, it should be available kind of 
in those formats. So how long has it been actually out and available for purchase? So it was apparently went live on January the 10th. So just a little oh. bit over now. Yeah. Well, this is like breaking news. I'm so excited. I'm, I'm usually behind. <laughs> I know. It's like, yeah, just happened last month. That's terrific. Are you getting a good response? Seems to be. Uh, you know, it's mostly within kind of a network of friends and associates, but uh, folks, I think, are are reading it or enjoying it or asking me some questions about it. So, yeah. And that's really what I hope to do to kind of carry all over the metaphor of conversation. I hope it does invite some conversation, um, some watch parties. There's a Sunday school class here at the church that is, is using it. I hope if it fosters some conversation, that's a great thing. What a great idea. Did you include I'm, like, did you, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's it's fostered this conversation, so that's, that's <laughs> right. You're not wrong. Did did you include some discussion questions and that sort of thing in case yes, I did. to do that? I did. At the end of each chapter, there are um, a handful or so of discussion questions or questions for personal reflection that I hope will take readers, whether they're just reading it by themselves or with a group, a little bit further to explore what they think about the things that are raised in the chapter and um, and maybe points of action that they can follow up with. Did you find that you came to some sort of... Um... I won't say startling, but maybe surprising conclusions yourself about some things or some new insights about some things as you rewatched the show and, and took the time to actually write your essays? Yeah, that's a great question. Yeah, I think the whole thing was, a, as we Methodists would call it, a means of grace. You know, it was really helped me to clarify some things that I thought about uh, things like forgiveness, things like the Bible, the Bible chapter in there, the way the West Wing treats the Bible. Um, was probably the one that took me the longest to write. It's also the longest chapter. I really wrestled with that and and how, what do I really want to share about that? So yeah, I think it, it really helped clarify some things for, in my own mind. Any new revelations you care to share? Um, that's a great question. Um, not anything maybe I would say earth shattering. I think it maybe just deepened my probably like appreciation of forgiveness. The last chapter um, really, I think, was a good place to end because I think that was really, um, that was the one that was kind of close to my heart. Well, I love that. Let's talk for just a second, Rob, running out of time, but just before we um, wrap up here, I want to make sure we have a chance to talk about you just a little bit more. So let's talk just a minute about your Emory and Henry experience. Um, you were a religion major at Emory or not? No, I wasn't. I was philosophy and psychology. And uh, yeah, so uh, I took, you know, a few religion classes. I think if I had it to do over again, have you ever wondered that? Like, what would you do differently? Yeah, uh, I might have done that. I might have done more English literature. But yeah, I was philosophy and psychology, psychology and loved those majors, loved them and, and uh, really enjoyed that um, and played on the tennis team and sang in the choir with Doc Davis and um, just a wonderful experience at Emory and Henry. Love did, that. When did you decide that you were going to go into the ministry? Well, I wrestled with that call throughout college, but you'll remember um, after college, I worked in the admissions office for two years. And that was sort That's of like, right. saying, okay, um, I want you to be an admissions counselor for the kingdom of God. And so uh, <laughs> I was like, okay, you know. Helping oh, folks. Esther Lang is going to be so pleased that that's how oh. you put that. <laughs> so it it brought me back around to that calling, and uh, so I finally kind of said, "Okay, God, I'll 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 go there." Yeah. 
So what kind of an SAT score do you need for the kingdom of heaven? You know, I think uh, I remember Archbishop Tutu, who who I write about in, in the last chapter. I loved one of the things he said is that um, he said, God's standards are very low. <laughs> and so I would like to think that uh, God's SAT uh, requirements, uh, would God would not really worry about that as much. Yeah. He would drop the testing. I think so. I think he would drop the testing. That's optional, right? Yeah. <laughs> Tell me what sorts of things from Emory and Henry follow you the most? What what experiences or what lessons or what opportunities, what follows you the most in your professional life? That's uh, So I think what I would say would be the ampersand um, is trying to think about bringing things together, bringing people together. Um, I think we live in such a, it's either or world. Um, and I think this is, again, one of the strengths of this show is it people on different perspectives loved it um, because it, I, I think it was the strength of the and. And so I really try to think about uh, in my own writing and my preaching and my ministry, um, the, the power and the strength of the and bringing folks ideas together, seeing the best in all the different different ideas. Mm. Henry, the breadth of the education really helped me to do that, laid a really good foundation for that. Well, I love that. That's a great attitude to take into your professional and personal life. Yeah, I, I think it's a strength of the college. Absolutely. If you're going to give one last plug for the book, what, how, would you, how would you sum up the book? How would you sum it up for people? You know, I think it's a celebration of thoughtful faith that can also be an inspiration to meaningful public service, whether that's in the political world, whether that's in the church world, whether that's in the college educational world, whatever, but thoughtful faith can make a difference in our lives. Oh, that's a beautiful thing. And 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 I can't let you go without saying this. I did watch your video promo and your talk and walk was amazing. <laughs> I'm so glad to hear you say that. Yeah, that's something that this show is known for is the is that talk and walk cinematography. So my wife, Tracy, said, when you make this video, you've got to do that. And I thought, that's a great idea. We'll see if we can pull it off. So I'm glad you liked it. Loved it. And I, I did get a little cracked up as you walked past things like the bathroom. <laughs> right. The, it the looked fire. very much like you were in a church. Yeah. That That's my church hall right there. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's great. Well, I want to thank you so much for being our guest today. Uh, Reverend David Graybeal, Emory Henry Class of 1995, author of Faith in the West about, in fact, religion and faith and morality and all those good questions that come up in the TV show West Wing. So thank you for being with us today. Thank you so much. This was a joy. Well, it was great fun to catch up with you. And one more time, they can get it on Amazon or tell us the name of the publisher again, because that is an interesting name to try to pronounce. Yeah, it's Whip and Stock. So it's W-I-P-F and or ampersand stock. Uh, dot com. You can also preview, like the, read the introduction and some of the first chapter on all of those formats. All right. Well, we want to thank you again for being with us and thank everyone for being with us on the Duck Pond Wall. Hope you'll stick with us here on WEHC. It is, after all, the voice of Southwest Virginia. Oh, oh, oh.